I'm Editor-in-Chief Joan Amon, and today, in honor of the last season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, we're going to be chatting with Pam from Madge's Hackbox, which is a lovely online vintage shop. Pam, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Joan. Why don't we start with uh, telling everyone a little bit about your shop. Who is Madge? And why did you name your shop after her? Well, imagine my grandmother. Uh, she was a milliner uh, back in the early 1900s, and she set out by herself um, across the country to open her own millinery shop. So uh, she's always been an inspiration to me um, on any in business endeavor I've done. Um, when I decided to open my vintage shop, uh, I had to name it after her. It only made sense. So basically, you know a great hat when you see one, and so does Mrs. Maisel. And I've got to tell you, I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for uh, the history you provided for us on half hats. Yes. For our recent article on top five favorite hats that we just recently ran on the league. Uh, my favorite is the bucket hat. So can you fill us in on a little bit on the history of the bucket hat? I can. Uh, the cool thing about bucket hats is they, they pretty much look good on everybody, and you don't get hat hair because it doesn't it covers your whole head and earlier styles of hats in the from the 20s through the 50s they went with specific hairstyles and if you look at the yellow half hat you know it's a specific style and it sits on back on her head the half hat you didn't have to have a hairdo it was like bad hair I don't th think they called them bad hair days back in the day but they were perfect for bad hair days because they're they're basically a, a um, bucket upside down, which is the name. Uh, they could be slanted. They can be straight. There's a variation called a flower pot, which flares a little bit out from, from the brim. Um, and there's stove pipes, which are really tall. But essentially, they are a straight-sided bucket hat. And um, they just look good on everybody. Originally, they were a spinoff of the cloche, which we know the 1920s curved, you know, really lovely hat. And then they started getting the straighter sides in the 20s. And they really took off in the 1950s, which is Mrs. Ma Mrs. Maisel's in the end of the 1950s. And they were really big in the early 60s, which is where we are in season five. And pretty much everybody's wearing buckets. <laughs> I've watched the first two episodes and it's buckets, buckets, buckets. <laughs> yeah, you, you go with what works, you know? <laughs> so our audience can't see, but can you describe the lovely hat you're wearing right now? Well, actually right now I have on a fedora, which is not a bucket. I have lots of bucket hats, but they don't fit me because <laughs> my my hat size is a little, my head size is a little bit larger. Uh, uh, plus vintage hats tend to shrink over time. So when you actually buy a vintage hat, you need to check your hat size with the measurements in my shop or any other shop to make sure you have one that's going to fit your head. And we can talk about that later if you want to, how to do that. That actually is good to know. I mean, I know a lot of people, it's very popular to go into vintage shops now and, 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 uh, you know, try on clothing and, and shop. So before we get into that, let me ask you, what do you think is the fascination with vintage these days? It's so hot. It's so raging hot for women, you know, not just clothing, but even home, home furnishings. What is the fascinating with fascination with vintage? Do you think? Well, I think it's coming from several different directions. I think there's a real movement 
about less waste. You know, Burberry got in trouble a few years ago with the fact that they were burning in a fire pit millions and millions of dollars of merchandise. And that kind of, a lot of people who are in fashion are also conscious about the environment. So I think a lot of people have decided they don't want fast fashion anymore. They want to buy something um, that can be reused. There's other people that want something unique. One of the wonderful things about vintage is if you buy a hat or a purse or a dress, you're not going to see it on 20 other women as you walk down the street. So there's the uniqueness of it and the way to express your personality, um, whether you like whatever era you like or whether you like florals or whether you like, like I do, more architectural kind of fashion. Um, you can really speak to um, your personality by using vintage. Um, also, uh, a third strand is um, people uh, want to save money. I was just at a vintage show in Manhattan, the Manhattan Vintage Show. It's three times a year. Um, you can buy designer pieces. They're not cheap, but they're also not $5,000. So there are significant savings in vintage clothes that are in really good shape. And quite frankly, they're better made than designer stuff today. I mean, there's no plastic zippers. You know, it's stitched really well. Uh, the fabrics are really good um so there's a bunch of different uh strands coming together that makes vintage so hot and then social media just amplifies it nowadays if someone finds a cute blouse or a cute hat you know it's all over the place and so that gets it exciting too and then uh, i guess the last reason would be people have a way to resell their own stuff through poshmark or vestiaire or depop or um any other Ruby Lane or Etsy or eBay, you know, so there's a lot more out there. Do you see any upcoming trends? What's hot coming in right, uh, hot and popular right now? 70s, 70s is still really, really hot based on what I saw at the vintage show. Um, it's a fun time, fun colors, uh, fun patterns. A lot of it is um, uh, shirt dresses or shifts. So it's easy to wear um, with today's body shapes. Um, one of the problems with vintage is even if you're uber thin, you're not wearing a corset and you're not wearing the kind of bra that they used to wear. So um, I'm always skeptical on the runway when all these women say, I'm wearing this vintage blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have to alter it at all. I'm like, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> That is not true. You're even if you're small, you've got a bigger rib cage. We're more muscular. We're healthier. So again, you have to check sizes. Um, uh, so the '70s is in because that's a really easy style to wear for almost any body shape. Well, Mitch Mazel certainly had her famous show corset that we saw, yes. <laughs> that we yes. that we saw yes. throughout yes. the series, yes. and she took her measurements regularly and, yes. <laughs> and exercised with her friend Imogene. And yeah, I, I mean that is something to really be aware of. And it's good to point out that shopping vintage has some some things you need to go in with and be aware that you know sometimes your body shape has to. Uh, work with uh, how they were made and how they were structured. And uh, you mentioned hats before. So let's get back to that. What are, give us an example of how would we even figure out how to, uh, what our hat size is? 
Well, what you want to do is get a measuring tape, a cloth measuring tape, and measure around your head right above your ears in inches. And that's your hat size, which is basically uh, the interior of the hat. Um, I'm a 22, which most women are, but hat sizes range anywhere from a small, really small 19 up to 23, 24. For men, there's additional measurement that gets it to a, 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 a number, a smaller number. So I like a 22, I think it's like a seven and a half, you know, but basically um, in our shop, we have both kinds of measurements and we also have centimeters because we do sell all over the world. So it's, you just want to, again, can't stress enough that you need to make sure you know your sizing on everything. A, people, a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, hat sizes come in sizes. That it's just, it's not all one size fits all that you have to measure. So, you know, it's like clothing. You need to be aware of what size you're in. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, what is, uh, now we talked about my favorite uh, hats from Maisel. What is your favorite style hat? Um. I love buckets as well. I love cloches. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I like them all. <laughs> I have what a hat, she, obviously <laughs> every, every kind of style. You know, half hat. You know, we started with half hats, and half mm -hmm. hats are fun because for women who don't look good in hats, it's a gateway hat, kind of like a gateway drug. It's a gateway <laughs> hat into vintage hats. Because every everybody can wear them and they're lovely. There's evening ones. There's daytime ones. They they just really sit on the top of your head. Very pretty. Um, people always love pill boxes, but that's a little harder to wear, especially if you have long hair. So half hats, I just love, and they 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 can be little teeny tiny straw flowers or uh, wedding lace. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of different ways to use half hats. Now you mentioned on your blog, and yes. Uh... By the way, Madge's hat box also has a blog, so please go check that out. You mentioned on your blog on your on your blog that there's a difference between a half hat and a fascinator. And you know, with the all the uh, the British uh, ceremonials going on right now, we've heard heard a lot about fascinators. Can you explain to us the difference between fascinators and half hats? Sure. Well, everyone's fascinated with fascinators. Um, not my favorite look, just one big blob on the side of your head. But um, and the word is misused. A fascinator technically isn't really a hat. It doesn't have a body like a hat. It's a decoration on the side of your head. Um, but a lot of people use the word fascinator for like a little small doll hat or mini hat. But, um, you know, they're, they're really popular because the royal family uses them. And I understand why the royal family uses them because they're easy and um, flexible. So, but I would rather have a half hat personally than a, than a fascinator. I don't find them that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically what you're saying is that the half hat has more structure and it's yes, absolutely. A, a more shape around the frame, the face. It's more complementary to your face mm -hmm. than one, something just on this one side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was going to, I'd rather do a fun headband than a fascinator, but you know, fascinators are fun. They very, they, you know, they're very fun. Now that raises a question I have been actually wondering: How do half hats stay on your head? When Midge wore her her her, her half hat, it was uh, basically what they call the infinity loop. But I didn't see any way to attach it. How does that sit on your head? There are usually little combs. Let me see. Oh, okay. 
I don't have one in my office, but there's these little combs anywhere from a half an inch up to two inches that are on the side um, so that um, they dig into your hair. There's also half hats that have um, um, wire loops that are covered in the material of the hat or like a pipe cleaner type material. And those you stick in towards your face to keep it on. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that explains that. Okay. Now, obviously you are not going to do, unless you're Mitch Maisel, you're not going to take up shuffleboarding or doing anything really strenuous while wearing a hat bat. You're just going to be maybe dancing a waltz or a two-step or something like that, but <laughs> that would help too, to keep it sitting on your head. So I have seen the entire uh, last season and I'm not going to put any spoilers in for Mrs. Maisel, but so far from what you've seen, have you seen any hats that really struck your, struck you and said, wow, that, that's amazing. I've only seen the first two episodes so far. Um, um, and um, one of the hats I really loved was Joel's <laughs> girlfriend. Again, a bucket. And it was just a beautiful blue velvet. It looked like it was velvet with a dark blue. And then it had this beautiful lighter blue wide ribbon on it. And that one, I was just dying for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was stunning. It really was. It really was amazing. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, you know that I've seen a lot of shows. You know, Sex in the City, other kinds of shows, Mad Men. The costuming and the sets on Maisel just continue to blow me away. Um, and that's one of the things I love about it is just uh, how not only authentic, but just the vibe and and the colors and the saturation saturated colors they use on the sets. It's just magnificent. It, it's a it's a visual feast. It really has been for for all the seasons. It's just been amazing. I'm gonna miss it terribly. So, final question: What is your favorite ever in fashion? Well, I'm a, I'm a mid century girl with a splash in 1920s. <laughs> um, 1920s is great because it's drop drop waist dresses. Mm. Again, something everybody can wear, mm. um, and it's so complimentary and then uh, the lovely cloches but i love mid-century you know 1950s early 60s um that's that's my vibe how about you i um well i'm no one can see that i'm wearing a cloche right now but <laughs> but i actually do love the, the mid-century i love mid-century not just only with clothing but with uh, the furniture style uh I, I'm just attracted to the clean lines in the furniture style, but I also think there's a, a streamlineness and a, a symmetry and a nice elegance to the styling. You know, not I'm not a very big on print person, so I think maybe the 60s, 70s aren't quite my vibe, but uh, for simple streamlined shapes, tailoring being more important, I think the 50s are more my style. And one thing we encourage on vintage is you don't have to wear a whole look. You don't have to look like you're in a play or or you're trying to mimic an exact era. We encourage people to mix eras or just vintage scarf or a vintage bracelet with your everyday clothes that you bought at a department store. And mid-century, to your point, with the clean lines, goes with any kind of clothes, any kind of outfit, any kind of occasion, as opposed to some of the fancier stuff that's earlier and some of the outrageous 80s stuff that I was in the middle of. 
with those gigantic earrings back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I still have a few of those actually. Yeah, I, 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 I do too. <laughs> I do too. Um, but the mid-century works with, with everything. Um, and technically well, vintage, I should point this out, is supposed to be 20 years old. Now, nowadays, designers call stuff vintage that's two collections ago. <laughs> but um, So technically vintage has to be at least 20 years old. And we're now old enough that our stuff is officially vintage. Great so. Great <laughs> Congratulations. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. So thank you very much. Pam, thank you for being with us. Please go check out Madge's Hatbox online. It's, it's, it's a gem. It really is. It's so much fun. Pam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for chatting with us. Thanks, Joan. I love your website. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, keep on listening to In Their Own League. We'll be talking again Sam, soon, Pam, maybe... Uh, after the last episode of Miss Mayor, we catch up again. Okay, Absolutely. because pour some champagne and toast. We, we we've got talking to do, girl. We really did. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I am thank you. I am Joan Amon, and it, this has been in their own league.